for the do with a cheerful heart, Lord God. Bless them. Bless them, God, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. All right, who's ready for the word tonight? All right, let's get to the point. Here we go. I just want to move this table up really quick so I can have some space back here. All right. So the title of tonight's message is called Ascend the Hill of the Lord. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? So let's turn our Bibles to Psalms 24. And when you get there, say amen so I can know you're there. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Everybody say, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Very good. Psalms 24, we're going to read from verses 1 to 6. So this message is, is to encourage you to seek God, to get into his presence, get deeper with God. Okay? You know, as Christians, you know, we do the Christian life. We come to church. We worship God. We sing songs. But there's something special about coming to God and really experiencing to be with him, experiencing his presence. There is freedom in that. There is peace in that. There is joy in that. So I want to encourage you tonight. Actually, encourage, what I mean by encourage is give you courage to come up and really go after God tonight. Okay? If there's something stopping you from seeking God, whether you just don't know what it is, you try to seek God, there's nothing stops you. You know, this, this is going to be very helpful for you. It's going to help you a whole lot. Okay? A few nights ago, I found myself uh, really just seeking God so hard, like in anguish. Because I was busy, you know, I would spend a little bit of time with him. And, uh, you know, just the, the week brings, the work, and you name it. Things happen. So I just found myself just anguishing after God. And then after that time with the Lord, just feeling his presence and being with him, hearing from him. Man, I was just like in awe. I was like, it's awesome to have a relationship with God. It's awesome to be with him. It's joy, you know. So if you're lacking in spending time with God, this is going to be helpful. And, and tonight, take advantage of this time to spend time with God at this altar, so at the chair. Because God wants to love you. He wants to pour his love upon you. All right, if you're there, say amen so I can start reading. Okay. All right, it says, The earth is the Lord and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded upon the sea and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift his soul up to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Amen. Don't you love it that God says, seek me and you will find me? Don't you love it that God says, approach me with confidence and boldness to the throne of grace? Look at his love. Don't you love it that God says, if you earnestly seek me, I will reward you? You don't even know what it is. That's the most amazing part. You know, it, I remind my, it reminds myself when, when I used to seek God and he began to show me all these things that, that he wants me to do for me. He begins to speak to me what he wants me to give to him from my heart. And it's an awesome thing to have a relationship with God. And it starts right here. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So including you and myself, tell your neighbor, you belong to the Lord. Tell him you belong to the Lord. That's it. 
See, everything. This property might be owned by a manager, an owner, whatever, but it still belongs to the Lord. This community, the governor, the mayor may say, you know what, we got to work, but it still belongs to the Lord. Who knows it's really important to always go to God for this city, for this community, for this church, you know, and plead God for the things that are in need. So everything, it belongs to God. He's in control. He knows all things. And that's an awesome thing, you know. We shouldn't be living with worries and fears because you know God's in control of your life. And let's go down to it says right here, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? That's the following verse. Now what that pretty much means is that who will stand in God's presence? Who will be able to, 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 to be with God and, and stand in his presence? I think about Moses. So if you can please turn to Exodus chapter 33. We're going to read verse 29. Verse 29 on Exodus chapter 33. When you get there, say amen so I can continue on. Who may stand in his presence? Moses, right here we see, as I read, when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai with the two tables of the testimony in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. After Moses spending time with God, talking to him as God gave him the Ten Commandments. God actually told him, I know you by name. My presence will be with you. I will follow you. I am with you. Moses comes back down and his face is radiant from just talking to God. Who wants to have a radiant face tonight? After 9 o'clock, after 8 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you can feel it just being God's presence. And God is faithful. He will show up. Amen? So we see here Moses is in God's presence. Of course, he had a mission. You know, I mentioned how when I used to see, when I remember the times I used to see God, and I, and I remember just him speaking to me, giving me dreams and visions and telling me what to do. You know, some people have a hard time finding their purpose in life because they have a hard time seeking God. Because when you seek God, God will reveal to you what you have to do for him. Let's continue reading here, and it says, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So what does it mean to have clean hands? To have clean hands means to have a clean conscience, to be at peace, to be, you know, you know that you have that, that communion with God. To have clean hands that you know that before God you have confessed your sins to him, that you're forgiven, that you don't, you don't live in condemnation because the cross of Jesus has restored you and transformed you. And you no longer deal with the impurity in your mind, in your conscience, that negativity in your conscience, that doubt, that confusion. You don't. You don't. But, but the blood of Jesus cleanses that, all that. Let's go, let's, go to, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 21. And when you get there, say amen. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 21. Everybody there? Say amen. Say hallelujah. Say praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10, 21 says the following. And since we have a great priest, which is Jesus, over the house of God, the church, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. And full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from our guilt 
guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Sincere hearts. God loves sincere hearts, which kind of leads us to this next script, the next words in this, in this scripture. That says, what does it mean to have a pure heart? Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart does not let the soul up to an idol. What does it mean to have a pure heart now? To have a pure heart means to be cleansed from sin. Means that you know that you have come with God with a sincere heart. You're not hiding nothing. You're, you're being honest to him. You're saying, God, forgive me. I repent. Cleanse me. You know that you're not being deceitful. You're not playing the Christian life game. You're not just doing the church scene, but you're being genuine, sincere in your relationship with God. Because we can all do it. We can come to church and, you know, just say I'm a Christian. And, and deep inside, there is bitterness. There is rage. There is anger. There is doubt. There is confusion. There is power in the name of Jesus. Say, there is power in the name of Jesus. God is good. Those two songs just lined up with my message, by the way. Nobody knew my message, by the way. So nothing's planned out. Only God knows. So here we see that to have a pure heart, you must come to the blood of Jesus. The opposite of a pure heart is to be, you know, what I just mentioned, all that confusion, all that doubt. You know, the Bible says to not be conformed with the patterns of the world, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind. And God wants us to be transformed, to be renewed, to keep going from glory to glory, to have him be sanctifying your life, sanctifying your heart and your spirit, saying that, you know what, to not let it be a night where, where, where you say, you know what, God, I'm okay, I'm saved, I'm a disciple, I'm doing the one or, one, or you name it. But I just want more. I want to be more holy. I want to be more righteous. I want to be more, more of integrity. That's how I felt a few days ago. I want more, God. I just want to go from glory to glory with you. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not lift his soul up to an idol or swears by what is false. What does it mean to swear by what is false and lift your soul up to an idol? That means you put things before God. That means you put other things first. You put your family first. You put your job first. You just make your schedule so busy the way I was for this one. That's where I kind of just like begin to go after God so strong because it's like, man, how can I spend a little bit of time with God? And then you begin to realize, man, God, you're good. I like being with you. Do not swear by what is false. Don't let your soul up to an idol. A lot of times we do that without even knowing. A heart, the Bible says, is so deceptive. You know, a man walks away that might seem right, but in the end it will lead to destruction. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Does not let the soul up to an idol. And swear by what is false. Let's go to Proverbs 6, 16. Please. Proverbs 6, 16. When you get there, say amen. If you're loving this word, just say hallelujah. If you're expecting God's presence to come and you're going to be ascending to heal the Lord, say hallelujah. That's it. All right, Proverbs 6, 16. And we're going to read, I'm sorry, Proverbs 6, yeah, 16. And we're going to read down to 19. It reads, there are six things the Lord hates, seven 
that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pour out lies, and a man who steers out dissension among brothers. God hates that. God hates that. Tonight is a reality check of the heart. Including myself. Because when we come to God, God makes things clear. All right? Let's go to Galatians 5.19. talks about lifting your soul up to an idol. Galatians 5.19 reads, The acts of sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry. See, that's a sin. It's obvious. And the witchcraft, hatred, the scorn, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Putting things before God, swearing by what is false, being deceitful. Please stand. Please stand. Um, Lauren, can Lauren please come up to the key? Lauren, please come up to the key. You know, when we don't put our faith in God, when we have doubts and our intentions and our motives of, are, are, not, are not pure and right, you know, you're not going to find your relationship with God to be as you like it to be. That's why people tend to walk away from God. That's why people tend to just walk away from the church. Because they haven't got to the hilltop. They haven't ascended to the hill of the Lord. You can do that tonight. We can do that tonight. We can do that tonight. We can ascend the hill of the Lord. You can come tonight and say, God, show me the idols of my life. Show me what is false in my heart. Show me how impure my heart is. You know, we pray for revival. We pray for revival. We ask God, save Chicago, save this nation. God, move like you're doing in the Middle East. Revival starts in your heart. It starts tonight. It starts here. And if you believe that, you got to take this word serious. You have to take it serious. You know, you have to allow God to show you and I'll root the things out of your heart that don't need to be there. Because God, like he used Moses, he wants to use some of us in this room. He wants to, and, and you don't know it because you haven't been seeking God the way you're supposed to. And then you're walking away. That's the thing you know. And then you're doubting. You're not living from your sin anymore. But God wants to pour his love upon you tonight. So let's just close our, our eyes and bow our heads. And if you want to come up to the altar, you can. If you want to sit where you're at, you can. You're free to do it. But I want you to just really just take this time to just seek God. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He has a clean hands and a pure heart does not lift the soul up to an idol and so it's by what is false hallelujah Jesus I want to reflect to this word for a few minutes about seven minutes and as, as you reflect on this word and I just want to give an illustration of my wife and I when we were in sin we tried to seek God 
Try to seek his face, like the scripture says, such as a generation that seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't just feel his presence at times. Because God knew our heart. We tried playing the Christianity. God knew our heart was dirty. God is not consuming fire. God is good. Let's spend this time just to tell God, God, just take the things, root the things out of my heart. If, you know, if you've, been play, if you've been praying for revival, you've been praying for your family, you've been praying for your co-workers, you know, there's more that God wants to just do in you too. Revival starts tonight. Revival starts in you. If you want people to stop doing certain things and, you know, your family stop treating you a certain way or this, your neighbor to just be that way, you know what? There's, there's probably things that God wants you to stop doing too. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father God, I pray that you revive our hearts, God. God, that we'll be like Moses. Our face will be radiant, God, before you, Lord. God, that we will hear from you tonight. God, that you give us a vision, that you will speak, God. God, we pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts to begin to manifest, the word of knowledge, the words of prophecy, God. Father, God, I pray that you are root the things out of, the, uh, out, of the, out of our hearts, God, that don't belong in our hearts, that you will change us, God. That you will change us, Lord. God, that you'll show us the idols of our lives, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.